there's more to this life than I thought. And James inspires me. The things he says have encouraged me. It's like there's a walk, there's a path, and it's leading to something more real than I've ever known before. And it's exciting. I get around James and I hear things that help me in my life, my work. This work he talks about has become my work. I am excited about the possibility that other people could be affected, other people could be inspired to work on themselves, to grow, to, to realize there's more to this life. Without a belief in greater mind, it's impossible to do this work. Well, the thing I like about this work is that it's so contradictory. Don't believe, verify. Without a belief in greater mind, it's impossible to do this work. Don't believe, verify. That's a contradiction, unless you step back from it and say, well, no, it's not a contradiction. Don't believe, verify. What do you verify? You verify what you can verify. What do you believe? Not much. But one thing you do need to believe to do this work is you've got to believe in the existence of something greater than yourself. Because if you're it, if you're the greatest, it's over. There is no development. You are already there which of course is where most people spend their lives. This work teaches there's a conscious circle of humanity that has been trying, always been trying, to awaken the mechanical circle of humanity. We are the mechanical circle of humanity. I don't know who the conscious circle of humanity is. I know that I can read things that they did and said, supposedly, but I have no idea how that was interpreted by other machines like me. So I have no idea how pure it is. I have no idea how well I'm seeing it because of all of my problems. But I know where I'm at. I'm in the mechanical circle of humanity. So the conscious circle of humanity is trying to wake us up. And it's always trying to wake us up. But this can't be done by compulsion because man is created a self-developing organism. You are created a self-developing organism. If I make you develop, then how can you be a self-developing organism? If I take a machine, if I take a toaster, and I make it a better toaster, then you can make a machine better. But if it's a self-developing toaster, it doesn't need me to make it better. It will make itself better by toasting bread. It'll gain experience, it'll gain understanding, it'll gain knowledge by toasting bread, and it'll develop. We know that that's not how machines develop. Machines don't develop that way. Not yet, but we'll get there. To develop, You've got to believe in greater mind. Nature, the external world, doesn't tell you anything about yourself, except you're hungry, that hurts, that feels good. Really doesn't tell you anything, but your body tells you things. But nature doesn't tell you anything. Nature doesn't tell you what you need to develop. Nature doesn't care about your development. You're going to develop, you're going to grow. You'll start off as a baby, and then you'll grow, and then you'll be an adult. And when you're an adult, you'll do all of the things that adults do, not because you want to, but because nature compels you to do those things. Your hormones will drive you. Your DNA will drive you. Your instinctive center will drive you. You do have the possibility of developing. You don't have to. You can just be driven by all those things. You can be worked from the outside rather than work from the inside. So why is it that nature doesn't tell you anything? Why is it that nature is neutral? Why is it that there's no evidence that God exists or doesn't exist? Why is that, Matt? Because in our state, there's this invisible quality about it. In our state, it's difficult to verify what's invisible. 
I just made that up. So you don't know it. One thing we aren't going to say, one of the other things we will not say is, I don't know. Let me make something up. Let me run this up the flagpole and see if it flies. See if anybody salutes. If anybody salutes, hey, I'm a star. If they don't salute, here I am. I'd like to verify that he just made that up. Yes, we, all, we can all verify that he made that up. Okay, I just gave you the answer, actually. If you were paying attention, I gave you the answer. You're a self-developing organism. If you're a self-developing organism and nature proves the existence of God, then where are you? Now you have to accept it. You have to acknowledge the proof. You have to acknowledge the evidence. If you have to acknowledge the evidence, where is the development in that? That's like having to have babies. That's like having to eat. That's like having to breathe. Are you with me? Yes, I am. Great. Yeah, people would have to believe. They'd be compelled by the evidence of the outer senses. Since we're self-developing, this would destroy meaning. How could you get any meaning out of something that you had to do? It's like eating. You don't get a lot of pleasure from eating unless you get a lot of pleasure from eating. But mechanically, we don't get a lot of pleasure from eating. That's why we're doing this. That's why we have variety. We're not there for the mouthful of food. We're not there to chew it 50 times. We're not there to taste it. We're somewhere else. We're watching TV. We're reading a book. We're talking to somebody. We're doing something else, but we're not doing that. And when we're not doing that, we're not there for that. So it has no meaning. You've got to be there for it to have meaning. To develop, we must understand by work on our knowledge of being. You've got to work on your knowledge of being, the knowledge of your being. Working on the knowledge of your being will help you to understand. Understand. What does it mean to understand? It means to be able to connect one thing to another, to another, to another, to another, to see their relationship to each other, to see how the whole thing operates instead of just in segments, pieces, slices. Framing it small, it's framing it bigger. Understanding is framing things bigger. It's like a film. You have all of these little still pictures, and there's one after another, and they do 30 frames per second, or 24 or 29 or whatever they do, frames per second. And as they run that by at that speed, it gives the appearance of motion. It's not motion. It is simply a sequence of frames of still pictures. But it's not motion. It's running them. That's the motion. But that doesn't make the still pictures move. That only gives you the illusion of motion. So it's like that. If you see each still picture one at a time, Lord of the Rings, how many, how many still pictures do you suppose there are? There are probably hundreds of thousands, millions. If you look at each one, one at a time, to try and understand the story, what are your chances of that? But if you watch the whole thing, if you can connect it all together on a reel, and you can get that reel moving, if you can see the whole thing, then you begin to understand. And that's the way understanding works. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. Good. Our conclusions need to be arrived at through individual thinking. Otherwise, we couldn't self-develop. What we do here is our conclusions aren't arrived at through individual thinking. Our conclusions are arrived at through belief. He said so. That makes it so. Until you find out that's not the way it is for you. And then what the problem is, is he's a liar and you've got to get rid of him. The problem is never me. The problem is never... I misunderstood. The problem is never, I expected this. The problem is never, I did that. The problem is always out there. And so the problem is never solved because we never get to 
the core of it. We never get to the cause of it. It's like putting a fire out by blowing the smoke away. It just doesn't work that way. As a matter of fact, what it generally does when you blow the smoke away is fan the flames and make more fire. We have the freedom to choose our way to meaning. And what meaning? The meaning of our own existence. What are you here for? Are you here to make money? Are you here to have babies? Are you here to make love? Are you here to have a good time? Are you here to get a big house? What are you here for? If you're here for all of those things, fine. That's okay. Then you're here because life has you here. And the meaning of all of that is the meaning that life gives to you. But as a self-developing organism, there's a different meaning, a higher meaning, a, a, a meaning apart from that. It may include that, but it is apart from that. It is not central to that. So we have the freedom to choose our way to meaning, to the meaning of our own existence. It's an internal process to the realization that greater mind exists. This internal process of finding meaning for ourselves is what leads to this understanding that greater mind exists, that there's something greater than us. It's not good enough to just believe it. Oh, yes, I believe. I believe in God. There are millions of people who believe in God and kill each other. There are millions of people who believe in God and commit the most horrendous acts of violence against God and mankind. So believing in God, believing in greater mind, believing in the absolute, that's not enough. You've got to be able to understand it and understand your relationship to it. A sign of being is the possession of magnetic center. With magnetic center comes this feeling that there's something apart from external life. You start to get magnetic center and it makes you uneasy about life. People who are uneasy about life look at life like, is that all there is? That's it? It just didn't do it. There's got to be something more. That is a sign of magnetic center. Now, people who have magnetic center start to have this uneasy feeling about life. Something's not quite right about this. There's a lie in here somewhere. This, however, doesn't mean that the idea of greater mind exists in that person. There are lots of people who go, well, this isn't quite it. But then they turn that around to, well, let's start a whole religion that makes it this instead. Or let's start a whole movement that makes it that instead. Let's start an environmentalist movement that, that, that will do this. And let's start this kind of movement that will do that. No, 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 no. This is entirely different. That's just following life's way of doing things. This is an entirely different way. Believing in greater mind, in the existence of greater mind, is a totally different direction. It's not about, oh, something's not right with life. I'll fix it. We'll just gather a lot of people together and our synergy will fix it. We'll heal the world. We'll, 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 we'll what was it? World hunger, the world hunger project back in the Back in the 80s, the World Hunger Project, they were going to feed everybody. They were going to solve world hunger. There was going to be no more world hunger. You don't hear much about that today. And there's a reason for that. Because there's no way that a bunch of people are going to get together and fix world hunger. Not under 48 orders of laws. It's not going to happen. There's no way that a bunch of people are going to get together and get rid of all disease on this planet. Because new disease will take its place. Why? Because that's what happens here under 48 orders of law. We've got to stop trying to fix this and start trying to fix the problem. The problem is I, not where we're at and everything that's wrong with it. The problem is I. One may become aware of the existence of two great rivers of literature in life. You look at the newspapers. You look at 
magazines, you look at romance novels, you'll see a great stream of literature in life, financial, this and that, a big, big life-directed stream of literature, big flow. And then there's another one that's entirely different, that's weird, like the Bible, like the Quran, like the Bhagavad Gita, like the Upanishads. That's different. And there's this whole other river, and you can become aware of either one. But that doesn't mean you understand either one. You can just be aware of something without understanding it. If somebody is aware of, say, this great river of literature flowing through life that is esoteric and spiritual, that doesn't mean that they can accept the existence of greater mind. That just means, wow, look at this. There's a whole thing of literature, and these people actually believe this stuff. They have no proof for it, no evidence for it, but they actually believe that stuff. And he's not going to be led to the conscious circle of humanity that way either, because you can't force a self-developing organism. If everybody who opened the Gospels and read the parables understood the existence of greater mind just by opening it and looking at it, if it just jumped up there, got in their head, and made them understand, they wouldn't be self-developing organisms. Do you see that? They would be compelled. Mm -hmm. That's not good enough. You can't compel self-development. The will of the Absolute only reaches us through increasing laws and influences. We've talked about this before. People who are in touch with God, who talk to Him all the time, and He talks back, oh yeah, I want you to do this. Oh, oh, oh. And by the way, I want you to fix her. She's a real mess. And, and uh, could you heal that guy? You know, they, they, and it's all imagination. It's all imagination. It's, it's, it belongs to imaginary eye. This whole business belongs to imaginary eye. Because we are so far away from the Absolute. We are so far down the ray of creation that the only way the will of the Absolute reaches us is through a series of laws that are doubling every time. So you have the will of the Absolute, one. Then that will manifested in world three, three laws. And then six. And then 12. And then 24. And then here, 48. And then 96. And that's the end for us. So we're under 48 orders of laws with their conflicting influences and meanings. If the absolute were to manifest directly, right here, right now, everything that we know as real would instantly vanish. Why? Well, because 48 orders of laws would instantly be sucked back up into one, and everything you know, which is all based on 48 orders of laws, and all the conflict and all of the different conflicting meanings of it, would all instantly evaporate. You can see that. It would be like sucked back up. That's not going to happen. So we've got to work our way through this from where we are. The absolute isn't just going to appear here, poof, and everything's fine. You've got to work your way through this. Work out your own salvation is one of the ways that it's been said. Greater mind means intelligence is greater than our own compared with ours. It means greater mind means intelligences greater, comparable to ours, exist. That's not so difficult. We can look at other people and say, well, yes, well, um, who's that? Uh, Stephen Hawking. He's more intelligent than I. But we're talking about greater intelligence than that. There's a ladder of intelligence. We can see where we are on the ladder because we can look down at all of our friends and relations. <laughs> We looked at, oh yeah, there's Patty down there. So oh, look, Steve, it's great, you know, from our elevated state. 
Because pride and vanity, remember, two great giants that go before us arranging everything. What the work doesn't tell you directly is that you're riding on their shoulders so you can look down at everything. And that's what pride and vanity does. It, it gives you the ability to look down at everything. It's not real, but it's still this wonderful imaginary feeling that satisfies all of the centers all at once. We're, we're satisfied with that. Yes, I'm better than them. And that's good. It feels good. We're satisfied with those pleasant sensations. Yeah, that feels good. And so then we start to guard the pleasant sensations. And if someone comes along and says, well, you're not better than me, then we have unpleasant sensations. And it's due to that person. And so we rip their tongue out or pluck their eyes out or whatever. And we somehow get rid of them. If we can't see this, that there's a ladder of intelligence, we're never going to be able to get to the higher parts of centers, the emotional, the intellectual parts, which conduct meaning. There isn't a lot of meaning conducted by the mechanical parts of centers. We're folding bulletins today. There's not a lot of meaning. Washing the dishes. There's not a lot of meaning. But if you can get yourself into higher parts of centers while you're washing the dishes or folding bulletins, you can bring a lot of meaning to it. You can get meaning from it. Then you're transforming. Action of alchemy. When you are actually transforming something that is meaningless into meaning, you are lifting the hydrogen to a higher level. You're actually transforming it by employing the higher centers, you're transforming it and you're lifting that hydrogen up and you're feeding higher parts of yourself. Anyway, if you can't see that there are higher parts of you, you're not going to awaken them. You've got to believe that something higher exists, even in yourself, that this isn't it, that there's more. We live in the basement of our psychological house. The work says we're the wrong way up and we work the wrong way round. It's like looking at the ground. I watch my dog a lot, you know, and he, he looks down. <coughs> You know, he, he's built to look down. He walks on all fours and he looks down. And he, the best he can do is look straight ahead, but he can't look up. His head doesn't work that way. Nothing works that way for him. He can't do that, but we can. We can look up. In fact, we can look down and that tells us something about ourselves. But when we're looking up or straight ahead, even when we're looking straight ahead, we can still look up. You, know, you can still see higher than yourself. This story about Charles Fillmore, he was talking, Charles Fillmore taught, it was a, the guy who founded Unity, the Unity Movement. And he, uh, he, was, he had a, like some kind of an accident or something, skating accident when he was a kid and broke his leg and it didn't heal properly, so it didn't grow properly. So he wore this built-up shoe because one leg was shorter than the other, seriously shorter. And, but he taught this big healing thing, you know, the healing through mind. And a fellow by the name of Pullman, Jennifer's, one of Jennifer's relatives, who invented the Pullman car for railroads. Big railroad guy. A lot of money. The guy had a lot of money. <laughs> You'd never know it, Jen. You didn't get any. Anyway. <laughs> written out of the will. Yeah, written out. Anyway, so Pullman, Pullman read these things that Charles Fillmore was writing. So he went to see him and he looks at him and he goes, Well, talk about healing me. Look at you. And Charles Fillmore says to him, Yeah, well, even a frog can see farther than it can hop. And I thought, You know, there's so much wisdom in that. We can see further than we can hop. We can see up, but he can't. My dog can't. He can't see up, really. You know, he's just doomed not to be able to develop in the same way that we can develop. He's a two-brained animal. We're three-brained animals. So he's not going to develop in that way. Life for my dog is explained by itself. There's no mystery to life for my dog. No mystery at all. The doorbell rings, he barks. Somebody's outside, he scratches on the door to get out. Somebody's inside, he scratches on the door to get in. Life is explained by itself for my dog, but it's not for me. It's a mystery for me. Well, why is it that way? Well, why is it this way? I'm looking further than I can reach. 
I'm looking further than I can hop. But he can't do that. If we can believe that greater mind exists, we're capable of receiving, with right evaluation, the teachings that originate in greater mind. Look, these teachings come from somewhere outside of ourselves. I didn't make this up. If I made this up, we're all in trouble. Because look at me. Oh, yeah, well, you're a little better than me, maybe. Yeah, maybe in one area. But yeah, well, yeah, that's true. you do need to work on that area. You see, we always find something. But it's like, this didn't come from me. This isn't mine. This comes from somewhere else. Here it is. You either grab the rope or you don't. With my dog, he can easily take the view that nature creates herself. It's all just here. It just grows up out of, out of the ocean. It just created itself. The Big Bang. Boom! It just all appeared. There was this little, this little tiny, itty-bitty, incredibly dense, heavy particle. And one day it exploded. And the whole universe expanded out of that. That's the Big Bang Theory, in a nutshell. Well, where did that particle come from? We don't know that. Well, where do you think it came from? Well, that doesn't matter. Probably, probably it, it came from the whole universe collapsing into a black hole, and then that little particle. So this just keeps on, it's like, this just keeps on happening over and over again. But what started it? Well, we don't know that. Well, something must have started it. But this is a, that's not science, see? That then moves into philosophy. And scientists are very clear about that. That's philosophy. This is science. We weigh and measure. They think about where it came from. We're not interested in whether or not it came from anywhere or whether or not it pre-existed before that. All we care about is how much it weighs and how much, and how much space it takes up and this and that. We're not interested in where it came from and where was it before and where is it going after. How could it be that nature creates herself? So basically, if you think nature creates herself, then what you think is matter makes mind. Remember the Carl Sagan things we watched? The only conclusion that you can come to is matter makes mind. Matter starts off, and then it develops and develops and it evolves, and then one day it makes mind. It's like, okay. But this great ray of creation shows us that mind, that the mind of the absolute creates condensations of matter. It creates matter through law. The scientists come along and they look at the laws and they see that matter has been created, matter has been manifested through those laws and evolves through those laws. And they say, aha, we know. It's all evolutionary. Yes, but what started it? What, st what set the laws in motion? What tapped the first domino that made them all fall down? What was that? Well, we don't know that. Okay, then that's fine. If you don't know, that's great. Keep looking. Even Carl Sagan, they say toward the end of his life, he finally started to say, you know, I think that maybe there is a God. And he was vehement about it his whole life. No, 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 no. If we believe we're living in a created universe, we're turned right way up. That's what this work says. If you believe you're living in a creative uni created universe, you're turned right way up. At least you're looking in the right direction, not looking down like a dog. Looking down at, well, my meaning has to be found in the molecules and the atoms. But if you're turned right way around, then you know that it's, you're living in a created universe and you're looking up. So you're looking in the right direction then. So something can happen for you at that time. Eventually, the work can become stronger than life. Work eyes can become stronger than life eye. Then one is right way round, not driven from the wrong end. Now think for a moment of four, think for a moment of a, a rectangular box, okay? And then divide that box so that there are four compartments. And from left to right, number those compartments, one, two, three, and four. Those are the four 
possible bodies of man. If you'll draw an arrow from the left end pointing toward one and draw an arrow from the right end pointing toward four, you will have how it works. Real eye, if you can reach real eye, then that arrow coming from the right will be you working through the fourth possible body. But if you haven't developed the bodies to get to the fourth possible body, if you haven't done the work and developed, then what happens is you're being worked from the arrow that's pointing from the left. In other words, life is working you. Life touches you, and that makes things spark. But if you're developing from the other end, then real eye works you. This is theory for us, because you don't know what real eye is. You may have an idea, you may have a theory about real eye, but you don't know. You are not in contact with real eye. And if you are, it's purely imaginary. How can I say that? <laughs> it's easy. I just move my mouth. <laughs> we are the, we're in the mechanical circle of humanity. We cannot stay awake. People who can't stay awake are not awake enough to know real eye. We work from one end or the other. Four to one is directed by the real eye. Without organized bodies two, three, and four, we're worked from the wrong end. If you cannot organize bodies two, three, and four, you are doomed to be worked by life. So what are we doing? We are trying to organize bodies two, three, and four. We're not trying to organize body four right now. We're trying to organize bodies two and three. And how are we doing that? Well, we're using body one, too. And we're using body three to work on body two. And we're using body one to work on body three. And we're using body three to work on body one. If you don't feel the existence of greater mind, can you really reach a higher level of yourself if you believe that there's nothing higher? How are you going to reach anything higher in yourself? How are you going to reach higher centers in yourself if you don't believe that there's something higher? Well, you're not. It's just like, geez, I had, thought I had my car keys in my pocket until I reached in there and they weren't there. And now I know I've lost my car keys. But you know, see how happy I was before I realized I just lost my car keys? I was just fine. Life was just wonderful. And now I can't find my car keys. I've lost my car keys. Life is horrible. But life was horrible the whole time. But until I realized that I didn't have my car keys, then I realized that I lost them. Well, actually, I remembered where I put them, so I didn't realize that I lost them. You get my idea? The idea is that... What is the idea? That if you're, if you're working from body one, then life is working you. But if you're trying to work, trying to get everything organized, then you begin to work the bodies. And so if you think you have something, then you're fine. You're not organizing anything. But you reach in your pocket and your car keys aren't there, and it's like, uh-oh, it's time to start looking. Let's get to work. Let's do something now. And we've got to get to the point where we realize, look, we aren't working this. It's working us. That's not so bad if you let the work work you. You can experience change in the feeling of I. Can you say that again, please? You can experience change in the feeling of I. You can experience a change in your feeling of I. Where is your feeling of I? If you can't experience change in your feeling of I, you cannot develop. If you're always going to be this I, and you're always going to defend that, if you're always going to be this I and never change, you can't develop. We spend our entire lives defending this feeling of I. Someone comes along and says, you're rude. No, I'm not. We defend it. Well, I'm only rude because you're this. We defend it. How can you change your feeling of I? But if you say, you're right. I never noticed that before. I really am rude, aren't I? Oh my gosh, what a realization. Yeah, 
all right, I'm going to try and be aware of that and work on that. I'm going to try and be more aware of when I'm rude. And then I'm going to stop it. Okay, good. Good, you do that. You stop it when you become aware of it. Then you find you're aware of that you're being rude and you can't stop it. Then you find then you, that leads you to the next thing the work says. You can't do. Oh, but I thought I could. Yeah, I know. I thought I had my car keys too. Without this, this change in the feeling of I, it's impossible to change yourself. Change what you feel is I. And what you say and to what you say I and everything will change for you. Change what you feel is I and to what you say I and everything will change for you you will begin to develop, truly develop, in the esoteric sense. When your feeling of I begins to change, well, you know, I'm just not as wonderful as I thought I was. You're developing. Remember our question? The more I observe myself, the more violence I see. A change in the feeling of I. That's development. I'm not a nice person. That's development. The linchpin of this work is the practical application of the ideas shared in the podcasts. If you'll go to solidrockvista.com, to the thoughts page, I've written a number of articles that will help you to practice the principles that we're sharing with you in the podcasts.